0: Join me every Friday on Upfront. This is John Brien, Friday host of the show. Your calls and comments are always welcome. Friday from 8 to 9 a.m. on News Talk 1380 WNRI and 99.9 FM. It's WNRI's Upfront. The opinions expressed represent those only of the panel and callers and do not reflect the views of WNRI and its owners. Telephone lines are now open at 7690600. And now, let's join the Upfront panel. Hi, everybody, and uh, welcome to the Upfront program. been a busy week so far, and we expect today to be uh, no exception. I'm Roger Bouchard. On Thursdays, I'm uh, co-hosted here uh, with uh, Mr. Christopher Boulay. And uh, Chris um, is a financial guy in his professional life. And a talk show host um, on Thursdays in his, um, well, he does a professional job, but uh, we can't say this is his profession. Although, maybe in his next life, he'll be uh, the uh, Tucker Carlson of the Airways. Hi, Chris. How you doing over there? Good morning, Roger. Good morning, listeners. I would be honored to be mentioned in the same
1: sentence as Tucker Carlson, a guy I have great, great respect for. Yeah,
0: so do I. Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the program. We've had a busy week. Uh, The governor uh, spoke on a number of issues uh, when he was with us on Tuesday. Um, We had... um, Yeah, that was on Tuesday. And uh, we had uh, school department people here. And last week, uh, Dan Gendron. Incidentally, there'll be a council meeting this coming Monday. And after the council meeting on Tuesday, Valerie Gonzalez will join us. We had a nice conversation with her. And uh, she... um, We'll be reviewing some of the things that happen at the City Council meeting when it takes place on Monday. What we're going to do on today's show is talk about some of the things in the news. However, we want to remind our listeners that it is a talk show. And so, therefore, if you would like to talk about something, we'll give you some time here on the air. And uh, all you have to do is call us up at 7690600 or seven six six thirteen eighty, or... Send us an email front at wnri.com or just listen to us babble on and on. And, uh, and we would uh, welcome your uh, calls and comments. Um, always as a courtesy because you're so good to come and visit with us every Thursday, Chris, what do you see as the story that's uh, on your mind this morning?
1: Well, I like to keep it talk about politics and also talk about business, but those things have kind of intertwined. Um, uh, Bernie Madoff, uh, who the famous uh, Ponzi scheme scandal that came out in December of 2008 which was really near the nadir of the markets and the financial meltdown. He passed away in prison uh, this week after being given 150 years and uh, $170 billion in restitution which he could never do. And that was one of the darkest days in financial services and he passed away in prison and ruined a lot of people's lives and um, trying to learn from the, from the uh, Uh, things that he did and how to prevent that from happening. Again, I would think that 100% of our listening audience probably didn't have any exposure to Bernie Madoff and probably didn't lose any money, but it's something that well, I think it was 1937 uh, Ponzi, from the Ponzi scheme, that's where it started. And this was an absolute Ponzi scheme where he did not have the money to pay investors. He falsified uh, the returns. And there were so many red flags that were not caught by the SEC. And there were certain things that I'd probably want to highlight, uh, prevent it from happening to anyone else. But uh, it was $50 billion of investment that he had in some very, very famous people that hurt uh, Steven Spielberg, uh, Kevin Bacon, Famous pitcher Sandy Colfax, a constant uh, people on the upper east side of new york a, a great many of them, a lot of uh foundations and colleges, fifty billion dollars pretty much all went, and the restitution was much, much less than that, probably less than fifteen percent. so he passed away this week and uh, at the age of eighty two and uh, the most famous Ponzi scheme ever
0: you may have or may not have heard uh, the governor on the radio Tuesday. He was here at WNRI. Uh, Sounded like he was in love with the Green Deal uh, passed by the General Assembly. Uh, This is um, that um, plan to slowly incorporate over a number of decades a, uh, shall we say, um, zero emissions um, uh, atmosphere in Rhode Island. Now, Um, The country of China did not sign on to that. And as a matter of fact, most nations around the world are not part of this initiative. So um, whether Rhode Island will make an impact in the global environmental uh, scene, I don't know. Do you see uh, China signing in on this, uh, Chris? Well, going back to the Paris Accords, um, that was uh, signed the
1: world treated China like it was a third world country as opposed to a first world country so they're not being held to the same high standards of the United States it's just another way where it's the U.S. last and not the U.S. first. So India and China both have robust economies as I talked about. These numbers might be a little dated. Our our economy in the United States is about 24 trillion dollars, and China is about 14 to 15 trillion dollars, and they're overtaking us. So if they're not being held to the same standards that we are in terms of climate change, and they're not, that we create another disadvantage and disadvantage upon disadvantage upon disadvantage. Well, <clears throat> Rhode Island, I think, is 48 miles long, with the smallest state in the union. What we do is is just all a symbolic thing. Uh, we have. I think Bob from Pawtucket called. We have people who know a lot more about energy than I do. But I can tell you, working as a heating contractor for my dad for many, many years, um, we replaced a lot of uh, electric um, boilers. And electricity is the last thing you want to use to heat your house. Uh, It's very, very expensive. And as it was pointed out, there's only one Republican, Barbara Fenton Fung, who supported it. The Republicans see it as anti-business. And I'm not sure... The, um, the governor really addressed that and I know you, know, you had prompted the question uh, maybe a week ago and you know, he didn't answer it. It is going to be anti-business and as you take the entire, go from Rhode Island to the United States versus the world we're just creating more and more obstacles for ourselves to, to compete in the world and eventually China is probably going to overtake us as the number one economy in the world.
0: You are on the Upfront program on WNRI and as we mentioned it's a talk show. So we'll be uh, talking with, uh, with a few people here. We'll Press the uh, button number one and see what we get. Hello there. Morning, guys. How you doing? Good morning.
2: We're Doing
3: good. I called a couple days ago about energy, and I feel like we have some unfinished business. So I wanted to pick up where we left off.
1: Good. And I'm, gl- I'm glad you called earlier because I know we ran out of time the other day.
3: <laughs> Let me run this by you, Chris. So here's what I wanted to say, and I didn't get time to. So my thing, my, the way I, I look at this, I want to break it down high level and get your thoughts. I think that nuclear power is the way to go for big projects, okay? I think that um, solar in, in, and solar in, in wind, our own government tells us it's not efficient. I, I, give, I, give, I give them that, okay? But in certain places it is. I used to live in a place in Colorado, a town that got 310 days of sunshine a year. Solar makes sense there. When you have wind, um, a lot of wind, it makes sense there. Um, when you have geothermal available, it's good there. I guess my bottom line is that I think a decentralized uh, power, I don't want to say grid, but a decentralized power sort of structure, I think is the way to go. Nuclear is big. I mean, nuclear is good for big cities, you know, Boston, stuff like that. Places where, you know, solar might be good in the Rocky Mountains. Uh, Wind may be good um, for Block Island. Now, when you have multiple grids, it's better in a lot of ways. Now, you may pay a little more. I will give you that. You may pay a little more but you have less outages, the outages are easier to handle, and if you have none of the above, what I just talked about, then you have your fossil fuels. So if you don't have a lot of sun, you don't have a lot of wind, you don't have enough people to justify a nuclear plant, you have your, your fossil fuels. That was my bottom line on this. I think that investing in solar, where it makes sense, I think is a great thing. I think it's a good venture. I think it, investing in wind, even though those two, they're not efficient, Where they do make, they are efficient in some areas. So that's what I'm saying. But I think the way of the future is more nuclear plants. I think we need to invest in those for the big to accommodate population growth. Thoughts?
1: Um, Again, I'm no expert uh, on on energy, but I feel that wind power is is just incredibly expensive. The the uh, kilowatt per hour expense. Uh, for deep water off of uh, Block Island is, I think, it's four to five times as much as it would be other ways. And I just think wind is very inefficient, and solar's got a long way to go. It, and you, you brought up a, a good point, and I highlighted it the other day. Is you like to see the uh, private industry invested in, it and they can't, and they couldn't, because up until a couple of years ago, you got a seventy five hundred dollar credit for getting an electric car, and then it went down to I think thirty five hundred or whatever, and so. I just feel that the sources of energy that you're talking about, the technology is just not there yet. And it's just very, very expensive. And I guess it's a, it's a question of how much more do you want to pay? And we're all paying for deep water um, in, um, in Block Island. is very, very expensive. And you, you spread it out. How far do you want to go? You saw what happened in Texas where... They, they got a big freeze. And I, was ta- I have clients in Texas. I was talking about it where they didn't have power for a couple of days. So I, I think we want to chip away at it. But of all the discussions, you brought up the most important point is a private industry should be driving it. Amazon never would have happened if it wasn't for a profit motive. So I think chipping away at it. But when we set these artificial deadlines, um, I think it's problematic. You've got Volkswagen going big into, um, into electric cars. You've got General Motors. Uh, being led there, let let the industry do it. But that that's my thought.
0: And my thought on nuclear is that, as much as I agree that nuclear is a great energy source, uh, nobody uh, wants to talk about it uh, other than a few people on the talk show, because the line on nuclear was drawn years ago to stop nuclear in the U.S. It wasn't drawn in Europe. Uh, it continues to be a major source of uh, of energy there, but there's just not a politically correct dialogue about nuclear energy. So, therefore, uh, as as good of a source of energy as it is, it's off the table because nobody uh, wants to talk to us. It's almost like um, like condemning Black Lives Matter. I mean, you just don't you don't do that. You just uh, go along uh, with uh, with the flow.
3: Yeah, no, I, I wish there was more dialogue around it. Um, one more one more question, and I'm not an expert either in energy. What are your thoughts on this? Um, again, decentralized power sources. So instead of having, like, one grid that's going to power, um, you know, uh, 70,000 homes, have smaller grids. Now, the, the, the argument in favor is that you have less outages, meaning that if a tree falls and hits a line, it might put 5,000 houses out instead of 30,000. But... The cons are that you might pay a little more, okay? Now, again, I don't want my double, the energy cost to double or triple. I mean, that's crazy, you know what I'm saying? But would you guys be willing to, from a high level, pay, say, hey, you know, I'll pay a little more money, but to have a decentralized power structure where that um, there may be more plants running. They may be whatever plant, whatever type it is. It doesn't matter what, whether it's wind, nuclear, whatever. But we're going to pay a little bit more. But if there's like a terrorist attack... On one nuclear plant, it could put out, like, you know, half a state. If you had decentralized power, you know, it, it, it's it's just it, a lot of people say the pros are it's just more secure in a lot of different ways, but you pay a little bit more. What do you think about that? Uh,
1: again, I think we have a built-in decentralized to a certain extent. If there's a power outage in, you know, in, in Massachusetts, it doesn't really affect Rhode Island. It's just a matter of how we get there. And just like we're talking about the vaccines you got to follow the science until the science leads the liberals into something another thought. I still think nuclear power is the, the way to go uh, It's certainly cleaner than coal and what have you and, and I just, we're, we're just so far behind on wind in terms of technology and, e- and even solar. I, I just don't think we're there yet um, I thought about getting solar for my house but I couldn't be off the grid. I would have to get my own battery because what happens if you go for solar, and you're paying $17 you know, to be connected to the grid and sell it back to the electric company, and then they raise it to $200. I- I'm not an expert on it, but I, I just feel the te- that technology that's being pushed right now is not where it needs to be.
0: And taking your theme of decentralized power, again, there isn't any appetite for anybody to talk about additional power plants to, um, to support your theory. As good of a theory as it is, The minute you mention a power plant anywhere, uh, it is uh, automatically dismissed. People don't even want solar farms near their property. They don't want windmills near their property, and they don't want new new power plants to decentralize the grid uh, to uh, better protect us. There's just not any discussion out there, as good an idea as it is. Thanks for your call. And we always appreciate your call. Have a great day. Thanks, thanks guys. Bye. Thank you. All right. Our next caller is Scott. Now, Scott, uh, the gr- guidelines for this conversation is uh, if this is about the American Defamation League, I've heard it. No. If this is about Bernie Madoff, I've heard it. I heard it yesterday uh, in my office. It went on and on. So if you've got a new topic, proceed. If you don't, see you later. What are you going to do?
4: Well, all right. I, I already heard Bernie Madoff. Oh, I heard the I heard the Bernie Madoff
0: story yesterday ad no, nauseum. No, 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 huh? I want something new. I don't blame you. I don't blame
4: you. Well, I'll just say this, gentlemen. Uh, Thirty seconds. Go ahead. Country, yeah, this country is on its way out. The Federal Reserve is pumping in trillions into the uh, Wall Street. Pretty soon we're going to have a full-blown depression and then a, 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 a revolution. And, and then the Zionist-occupied government will mm-hmm. be overthrown.
0: I think so I've heard you say college. that before.
4: It's uh, going to happen yeah. very soon. Okay. Sure? well, Let's
0: uh, wait to see if it happens. Uh, okay. Uh, you can comment on what he had to say, but I've heard enough of him today. Well, his, his favorite banker, Jamie
1: Dimon, says the U.S. consumers are... Quote, coiled, ready to go, unquote, with $2 trillion more in their checking accounts. And for my small area, my, my business, I can see a lot of my clients are actually sitting with a lot of cash. So they haven't spent it because of the pandemic. So I don't think uh, a, a collapse is going to happen anytime soon with people sitting on $2 trillion
0: and with inflation relatively tame. All right, what would I rather do, listen to Scott or have some clam cakes and chowder? Greetings. My name is Christopher Depot, and I'm the band director at One Socket High School.
3: The WHS Music Boosters would like to invite you to our spring food truck fundraiser on Thursday, April 15th. Mickey G's Clam Shack will be serving red and white chowder and clam cakes or chicken tenders and fries in the WHS parking lot from 4.30 to 7 p.m. This is a drive-through, take-out-only event. We ask that you please stay in your car, and food will be brought to you. Tickets are $10 in advance and $12 the day of. Tickets can be purchased from the main office of the high school. Proceeds will go to support the purchase of instruments and equipment for the WHS Music Department. We thank you for your support, and we look forward
0: to serving you on April 15th. The Little Red Truck is at your service. We are a A&R Trailer Rentals in Woonsocket. We're a company that has those 45-foot storage trailers for rent or lease, and 20-foot ground-level containers are also available. And we offer leasing with the option to buy. We specialize in household and commercial storage for the public, so if you're looking for a place to store household items while remodeling or renovating, then look no further. We have your temporary storage needs available for a fraction of the cost of those storage facilities. And if you're looking to store seasonal items like uh, snowmobiles or jet skis, we have the perfect solution. Call Al Gagnon at 766-1919. Need temporary storage? With the Little Red Truck. Give us a call. And for your lawn and garden, we can deliver Wright's Farm cow manure or you can select from an organic mix, which is a lab tested by the University of Maine for your lawn and garden, with also gravel, sand, clay, stone dust, and mulch available, delivered right to your property. Al Gagnon's Little Red Truck will bring it to you, and here is his number for rates and more information, 766-1919, 766-1919. Thank you. Hey, Grumpy's is open today for lunch grumpy's is open tonight for dinner this is the last day monday through thursday that you can get the ten dollar dinner specials they start at four o'clock in the afternoon and they go right up until um, right up until closing time at uh, grumpy's on Pulaski boulevard in south bellingham now the way this works is uh you get your regular menu at grumpy's they they show you the regular menu and then they also show you the ten dollar dinner specials and uh and there are different different ones. I'm calling one up here that I, I picked up uh, recently. $10 baked stuffed uh, rigatoni. This is not necessarily on the $10 menu tonight. Uh, but um, they have served oven-stuffed green peppers, two sides. They have served a nice uh, haddock filet. Oh, that one was topped with uh, banana peppers and black olives. and uh, Boy, that was a good one. Chicken teriyaki bowl. Louisiana chicken. And it will change from night to night. And then uh, they also have the Grumpy's lunch specials from a nice uh, half-grilled cheese pizza for five ninety nine, to the luncheon clam plate or the luncheon scallop plate or some great sandwiches like the Philly steak and cheese wrap for nine ninety nine. It's just a darn good restaurant. I enjoy going there. Uh, and you will, too. Grumpy's, Pulaski Boulevard in South Bellingham, open every day, every day of the week. You're listening to WNRI's Upfront, a radio internet talk show. Now, let's get back to the panel. All right. The panel is uh, Roger and Chris and our listeners. We have some callers uh, waiting. Uh, We had a couple of topics. We talked about the governor's visit on Tuesday. And we talked about uh, Bernie, the millionaire, dying. Now, he died. um, He was sentenced to prison, right? So he must have died
1: there, right? Yeah, he, di- he died in prison. He was sentenced to 150 years in jail right. for basically defrauding people out of about $50 billion. Hmm. The-, the point I-, I wanted to make, uh, I don't want to spend a lot of time on it, but it's obviously, it's a... Big black eye for the financial service industry and for what he did. But for people who want to avoid something like this, and I don't know if we got into this, is the one thing that Madoff had, which he never should have had, is custody of the assets. If you go to a major firm like UBS, Merrill Lynch, uh, Morgan Stanley, they ne- if they use money managers, and I use money managers all the time, um, I use uh, our money managers. I use third-party money managers. None of them have custody of the assets. So if they're picking 80 stocks, those stocks are custodied with UBS, and they're making the decisions on that so we know that those stocks existed. So you don't spit in the wind, and you never let the money manager have custody of the assets. So that's the thing that should come up. When you pay a management fee to a company like UBS, part of that is custody of the assets. Never more important than thinking, about a Bernie Madoff. Somebody has a custody of those things, and it's impossible if a major brokerage firm has custody of the assets and somebody else is making the decisions. You, you can't have that kind of Ponzi scheme because the assets either exist or they don't.
0: So the company... Uh Holds on to the, the assets so that an individual cannot get into the assets and, and sell them on their own.
1: Right. Well, oh, that they exist. So you're, say you're the money manager and you're managing 80 stocks and I'm the, I'm the uh, broker-dealer. The, the assets are custodied with me, but you're making the investment decisions. Mm-hmm. But so therefore, you, I know as, as a, the broker-dealer that the assets actually exist. And then, then there are other things too. Those firms are all audited. They're all reviewed for their performance, their management, what have you. But you just can't have a situation where somebody is, has custody of the assets and is making the statements and is making the decisions. It's just a recipe for disaster.
0: Symbolically, they're held in a vault. Yeah. A computerized vault, yes. All right. Let's uh, press some buttons here and get some more comments from listeners. What do you have to say this morning?
4: Good morning, Roger. Good morning, Chris. Good morning. Uh, I want you to flag me at the end. I got a question for Chris. I want to get in, but first I will make a couple statements. I like the way you're handling Scott. You need to keep him calmed down, and you know he, he needs help. You're doing it. That's a good thing. Thank you. Um, let's talk about. you're Welcome. It, let's talk about nuclear size. NASA was planning to put a nuclear power plant on the moon for the um, next time we send um, people to the moon. The habitat. Their plan was to take a nuclear power source, a Stirling engine, and an electrical generator capable of producing 40,000 watts. And it would do so for a period of eight years without refueling, and they were going to fit the whole thing into a package the size of a 30-gallon garbage can. So that's how small you can go with a nuclear plant and keep it efficient. Okay? If you want to know a good place for solar cells, if you want to put a UHF repeater for radio on top of a mountain, that's when you put in solar cells and lead acid batteries, okay? Something that small, solar's great for that kind of thing, when the mountain's like five miles from the nearest power source, and it's just a radio transmitter, it's transmitting maybe a couple hundred watts, you are throwing a bunch of lead acid batteries in a small solar panel array, and that's a good use of solar, okay? Anything bigger than that, i just as soon have a nuclear plant, okay? And, um, and I guess here's my question. It seems to me that Mr. McKee, the governor, was waiting for a letter from the attorney general. And when they were talking about Rhode Island being sued, correct me if I'm wrong, they weren't worried about we, the citizens, suing them for violating our rights. They were worried about environmentalist groups suing them for not acting fast enough. They were actually kowtowing. It's almost like the environmentalists were holding them over the barrel with suits. And, and basically, the environmentalists were eco-terrorists, terrorizing the state of Rhode Island, for potential suits. And that's why this whole thing came about. I and mean, Tell me if I'm wrong.
1: Well, it, it, it's interesting, again, that only one Republican supported this. And I'm not sure anyone was satisfied with the answer. Was this anti-business? And th- there is there is a breaking point. Of uh, of people, you know, yeah, you, you know, my my SUV, it costs seventy five dollars, you know, to fill it, you know, um, you know, two years ago, I think it was forty five dollars. So, you know, there there are there is a breaking point of how much you want to pay for energy, and this is just a feel good thing, and there was a common. Theme, yeah, we'll we'll put some stuff down, and we'll all be dead by the time it comes into fruition. It was almost like, uh, what do you call it when you bury those things, like a, a vault, um, time vault, time capsule, Ta- time capsule. So, so yeah, I mean, there's again, like Roger said, there's certain things that you just gotta have to almost go along with, or you're just gonna get swept away. So yeah, the the environmentalists are, are not thinking. We made it clear I'm not an expert on energy. We think you have the best answer regarding nuclear in terms of the lack of environmental effect it generally has and the, and the effectiveness of, of energy. But, yeah, I mean, if you're going to have electricity and heat your house, it has to be generated somewhere. It's not all going to come from solar.
4: Uh, advanced. Advanced
1: nuclear. Don't forget that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. That's,
4: that's the garbage that we had. Um,
0: finish the, the thing finish is, up here.
4: Okay, if really this is an outside environmental group, when does that become terrorism? I mean, if the environmentalists are going to send lawyers here to sue us in the state, I'd have those lawyers arrested for terrorism and put away. plain and simple. You don't come here and tell us.
1: Who's who's that gal who won the Nobel Prize? Uh, She's like 15 years old. How dare you? Um, It hurt my environment. I mean, when... She she was a great speaker, but when she was asked on a press conference, you could realize all the words were just put in her mouth by, by the environmental groups. And again, you look for hypocrisy. I think the conservative movement is the right movement because they're consistent. We're consistent. When you have a Google uh, environmental. World Conference in Geneva, Switzerland, and you have 150 people flying their private jets, not even sharing a jet, all of them have their private jets flying there, the hypocrisy is just unbelievable.
4: Well, I, I say we make a state law. If you're an outside agency coming to Sioux, Rhode Island for something like that, that... They- you're, you're essentially a terrorist and we can just arrest you and throw you in jail and you know what? Good luck getting out just we're gonna do it that's the end of it. We're not going to put up with you people coming from Europe or wherever you're coming from to Rhode Island and taking us to laws for how our people use energy. We're just going to throw you in jail and you know what Good luck getting out Well that's that, should,
1: that, that's a that's, a that's a that's a hard sell when a 19 year old, in new york city had five gun violations against them and still was out i don't i don't think that will work but we always appreciate your call thank you so much
0: appreciate it. that's the
4: problem is that 19 year old should be in jail too <laughs> that's the problem that too much of his leniency oh, boy. you're not leniency against me if i burn a little
5: gasoline
1: Th- thank you so much Run. thank you Greta Thornburg was her is her not was her it was her name the young lady who uh, was put up by the environmentalists and when she did a press conference she, she couldn't even answer
2: the most basic questions.
0: You're on the air here on WNRI. This is the upfront program. What do you have to say today?
2: Well, it's Vinnie Ward, and I'll tag on to what is it? Just Steve? Is that the guy that just called? Bob. His name right? B O B. Bob. Okay, Bob. Bob. Um, he's been making a good point about. Um, the fuels that we're going to be trying to use that are renewable energy. And one of the comments that I have about that is I think uh, Dick Bouchard would agree with me. If we have solar panels all over this state and we get a blizzard of 78, we're not going to have power for a long time because that none of those solar panels are going to work. Dick knows that. I know that from my solar panels. Even I know that.
0: Uh, I, I, I think Chris
2: even knows you that. Know I think maybe. <laughs> um, so that if you've got a, a couple, even a, just a couple of feet of snow, that happens. Uh, so if that were to happen, that would shut down all of the solar panels in the state. And you know that most of the idea of them making renewable energy in Rhode Island is going to be solar more than it is wind. You're not going to. I was thinking about putting a windmill in my backyard, but um, I don't think that's something that's going to happen. They'll be there, but they're not going to be everywhere. The solar stuff is the stuff they want to bank on. And I'm telling you right now, if they try to bank on solar energy in Rhode Island, knowing the winters that we get sometimes, not often, but sometimes, uh, you're going to have weeks without energy. Unless you have, I think he, Bob mentioned, I think, uh, like... Thirty million batteries, or something.
1: Yeah, that and that—that's the thing. That at least I, I feel comfortable commenting on this. I looked at solar. I mean, and you—you know—to you, be off the grid, you would have to have your own battery, which I think was eight thousand dollars. But as you're saying, if those batteries lasted for a couple of weeks, you'd probably be okay. That's not the case. Like you said, with Blizzard seventy-eight, what well, was it weeks? We had snow. So yes, we 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 we're putting ourselves into a uh, to a problem that that. Uh, that, that, that we're not ready to handle uh, the, with the technology that exists today.
2: And the problem is the batteries um, don't last weeks either. They might last a few days.
1: Exactly. That's all you yeah. want to get out of them. Exactly.
2: So it's just a problem that it, it is not going to be a sustainable energy solution, um, and fossil fuels will probably be around for a very long time. But I just wanted to add on to what he's been saying, because nuclear, small nuclear power plants, you could have one in each city or town or in each county in Rhode Island. Just a small one, and you could have all the energy you need. Thanks thanks for taking the time. All righty. Take care. Good have, day. A good, uh, have a good day. We will. Bye-bye.
0: Upfront program on WNRI, taking phone calls from listeners. That's what the program's all about. Hello, and what do you have to say today?
6: Good morning, gentlemen. This is Roger Gillette. How are you? Good morning. You good. Hi. Uh, Chris, I agree with you uh, with the solar panels. If you're looking to get off the grid totally... You know, it's not ready. The technology is not ready today to do that. But uh, there is a benefit, and I think it is beneficial. Like, for instance, with myself, I, put, I had eight panels put on my roof, and I do have a slightly monthly payment. Uh, and didn't co- it didn't cost me one red cent for, for the panels to be put on my roof. And I'm saving money. On my electric bill, I have no electric bill for nine months out of the year, and the other three months I'm paying lower because you know it's winter time and the days are shorter and it's cloudy more often. I'm paying lower for those three months than I was without the solar panels.
1: Right. Let me let me explain my, my thinking. You you do you do pay a small monthly charge, right, to be connected to the uh, still be connected to the grid, right? Yes. Was it like $17, 20 bucks? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So my, my thought, my concern was I didn't trust them. What happens if everyone starts switching over solar and they go, you know, we're losing a lot of revenue. We're going to make that $17 a month, $40 a month or $80 a month or $100 a month. Then you, you, basically they wipe out theoretically your, your gain. I just didn't feel comfortable with that. I wanted to be completely off the grid. Uh, at the time, and um, again, the technology is just not there. So that was my hang-up: was still being connected to the grid and still being captive to the electric company. Uh, it, it may never manifest itself, but it, but it could. And that was my thinking.
6: It could. No, I won't say that it can. It could. Yeah. But um, well, right now, today, it helps me as far as my finances concerned. You know, I'm not a rich person. So uh, I have a few extra bucks for nine months uh, out of the year, and it's doing, it does another thing, too. It, it makes me feel good that I'm using electricity that I'm making here on my property, and I'm not using uh, fossil fuels to uh, use, you know, what, by burning uh, electricity that is made by uh, the big Oh,
1: it, 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 it's probably okay, and you can make a, a comment that my concern was unfounded, but I just didn't want to make the investment. And obviously, now switching houses, I will, um, you know, I'm glad I make the investment, but I, I think for the most part, it, it'll probably work out. Thanks you know, for the call. Talk,
6: you know what they're talking about? They're talking about using Rhode Island, make one big battery, put it in Rhode Island to, to uh, make electricity for the rest of, the, of New England.
2: <laughs> Thank you, Vic. Thanks a lot. Bye,
0: bye, bye. You are on the Upfront program on WNRI, and uh, it's break time again. We um, we have a few uh, messages to uh, to attend to, including uh, the uh, message that if you need a CPA, a certified public accountant. We've got one for you. Kay Kasher, your accounting, financial planning, tax preparation, and business consulting services of Woonsocket and Warwick. 600 Cass Avenue, Woonsocket, Jefferson Boulevard in Warwick. Call us locally at 766-8100. Remember, outside of the tax season, we do planning for business, individuals, and families. We're Kay Kasher. We're certified public accountants. Again, our local number, 766-8100. And remember, having Kay Kasher to consult with on your personal financial situation is like having all the right answers. Scott McGee of REMAX Properties brings his years of real estate experience to you, whether buying or selling. Check out this property currently on the market from the McGee team. All right, uh, this is a new listing that I talked about a little bit earlier this week on Summit Street, right here in Woonsocket, 43 Summit Street to be exact. This um, two-family was built in 1909, And it um, is really a very nice uh, piece of property. Scott um, writes to me and says, Roger, tell them them that they can stop paying rent. Invest in your future with this two-story located in the Globe District of Woonsocket. The property is set back from the road and offers a three-car garage, plenty of parking, nice front yard, and a fenced-in backyard perfect for those summer barbecues, right? The hot dogs and the burgers and... Anyway, it's um, two units here. Each has two good-sized bedrooms, a full bath, large eating kitchen, each unit, spacious living room, kitchen appliances remain in both of the units, separate utilities, laundry hookups. It has all the features of a two-family that you would like, especially if you're going to live there, you know, especially those... Uh, separate utilities, and and there's uh, vinyl siding and replacement windows and new, and, well, if you'd like to um, see it, call today for a showing. Scott McGee at 639-2906 will be more than happy to show it to you. And the only other thing I want to remind you about before we get back to the program is $15.95, and then you are all set to uh, have a feast. And that is uh, all-you-can-eat shrimp night at River Falls Restaurant at Market Square, we have a dozen different shrimp entrees. I've mentioned uh, shrimp fra diablo is one of my favorites, but um, you can have them uh, any way you like. Twelve choices, and uh, you order uh, some shrimp, and they come your way. And and after uh, that um, plate of shrimp, you want a, another type of shrimp, or you want to order the same shrimp? Uh, it's fifteen ninety five. And you can have all twelve, twelve kinds of shrimp that night if you want. Nobody's ever done it, incidentally. It's uh, a few people I've seen them do like three or four, but I've never seen twelve. But anyway, it's the it's the shrimp um, all you can eat night at River Falls Restaurant. And of course, if you go with somebody who's loves shrimp, but you don't, you can order from the regular menu, River Falls. Seven-day-a-week uh, dining. You're listening to WNRI's Upfront, a radio internet talk show. Now, let's get
2: back to the panel.
0: How are we doing over there, Mr. Boulay? Uh, doing well. Some great,
1: some great calls. You got some coffee there? Uh, but yeah, but I got my, uh, got my. what do you call this, a tumbler? Yeah, I'd yeah. call
0: it, yeah. yeah. So I got my PXG, a uh, black Thanks. tumbler, so I drink my coffee. I'm sorry that we don't provide free coffee for you. You have to... You have to get it somewhere else. Yes, I do, which is right. fine. Well, I'll tell you, that's how we uh, we keep our prices low at WNRI and uh, keep our electric bills, things like that. We got it all under control. Anything you want to mention before we hit another phone call?
1: Yeah, just um, it's on the front page of, of the um, Fox News, and 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 we knew it was coming. Anyone who voted for Biden. He didn't want this to happen. I mean, shame on you. The Democrats uh, to propose legislation to expand the Supreme Court. <laughs> the uh, the Constitution's silent about the number of Supreme Court justices. So it's generally been nine. Uh, FDR tried to pack the court in the early 30s. And so... Several House Democrats are set to unveil legislation Thursday, that's today, to expand the number of justices on the Supreme Court. And the people who are proposing it are some of the biggest dummies, and that's saying a lot in Congress. Ed Markey of Massachusetts. jerry's
0: he's special,
1: huh? Oh, uh, he's, he's an idiot. Yeah. He's an embarrassment. Um, I mean, he makes, he makes our guys look, um, you know, look like Rhodes Scholars. Jerry Nadler. My Jones and Hank Johnson of Georgia, who actually asked a question to a general in, 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 uh, in Congress asking if there was too many people on the island of Guam, if it was going to tip over. So, really? Th- yeah, yeah, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. That's that's something that's tough to live down. When 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 uh, the, then the general with a straight face, and I don't think uh, Guam is going to tip over. But that was this question. These people want to p- pack the courts, chain, because they don't like the makeup of the courts, and it, it just it's it's awful. And these people uh, swore up to hell with the Constitution and hold and protect the country, and they're violating their oaths, and and I just think it's
0: terrible. We are going to grab another phone call here on the Upfront program. Thank you for your patience and waiting, and how may we serve you today?
5: Chris, you said it all. It's awful what's going on. I saw something on TV the other day. It said right now a dozen of eggs that cost $1.69. In a year from now or less, it's going to cost $4 and change. And they said the bread, but I I forgot what the bread was. But um, as far as air pollution, why don't we wait and see how California makes out? Right now, they have to put solar panels on any new houses being built. In 2030-something, they're only going to be allowed to uh, sell electric cars there. And we get pollution from China all the way over here on the East Coast. Why don't we wait and see... How California makes out with all their solar panels and everything before we waste our money here?
1: Because I don't think it's going to work. Well, it's interesting because California, you know, I'm old enough. You're old enough to remember when it was a wonderful state. Ronald Reagan uh, was the governor there, and it was the fifth largest economy in the world by itself. And it was just a great place to visit. and, And now you've got... You know, San Francisco's going down the crapper. You've got major companies leaving, going to Texas. The problem is people leaving California, they're bringing their liberal politics to places like Austin, Texas, which could turn blue. But, yeah, there's there's so much stuff there. I have a brother there, my youngest brother, Kenny, who's an executive at Fair Isaac's, and we have conversations, and he shares his liberal viewpoints. But, yeah... There's so many things going on in California right now that are, that are just bad. They're un-American, and, and you're right. Regarding the, the cars, um, I, I, you know, I love having a gasoline-powered car. If, if GM and Volkswagen and all the rest of them want to create electric cars and they want it to the point where you know, that's what consumers want, then you know that's okay it's 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 being done by free enterprise and if there are other car manufacturers who people say nah, i'd rather stay with my gasoline and i'm not going to and I'll buy a GM. That's the free market society, but the law is being passed, and I think all of us know, you know, the governor spoke Tuesday, this whole thing it, it, it's just a lot of uh, malarkey in terms of... Yes. Um, it, it, it is. It's a, lot, it's a lot of feel-good legislation. It, it is, it's, is it going to really matter in the whole scheme of things? Probably not. But you, you're, you're right. California is on the race to zero, and you watch the the, the thing that's supporting California right now is the capital gains being driven by executives and stocks and what have you because of the policies of Donald Trump. If that dries up, then California's in big trouble. But they can uh, thank the great economy that they have based on the policies of Trump. Uh, that'll
5: be uh, uh, the... Probably uh, slowing down in Silicon Valley. I, I speak to a nephew in San Jose, California quite a bit. huh So I get a lot of information there. But I think we ought to wait and see how they make out before we spend our money here, because I don't think it's going to be uh, that great a deal. It
1: wasn't too good in Texas when they had the snowstorm. <laughs>
5: That's right. People forget all that. All they can think of is solar, solar, solar. Well, (laughs) have a good time. Anyway, thank you for your
1: program.
0: You bet. Thanks for the call. We appreciate the call. Let's uh, hit another call. This is the Upfront Program, WNRI. What do you have to say today?
7: Uh, Good morning. First of all, I always enjoy it when people who know something about energy call. So I like to listen because I've constantly said, how are we going to produce the electricity that we need for Amazon to go completely electric, blah, blah, blah. So that's always interesting to me. As far as the Supreme Court is concerned, (laughs) never mind the fact, well, first of all, Chief Justice Roberts, who was appointed by Bush, is... He's, he's not a conservative. They keep saying the court is is uh, six to three, and it's not. It's really five to four all the time. So anyway, that's another issue. But here's my issue about Can, the Supreme Court. Yeah. I'm already paying. T- I'm sorry.
1: No, no. I, I guess what I was going to say, you might be going there. It, it, it's, it's interesting that. I think your statement is correct. Uh, Ju- Chief Justice Roberts is more liberal. But it, we, we want it, I want it anyway, at the point where there are no liberal or conservative judges, just nine justices who are going to interpret the Constitution. Uh, that's what I want, as opposed to, you know, legislating from the bench.
7: Well, you're a lot younger than I am, so I'm going to say, "Dream on, Chris," because that is not going to happen. People, people are. She thinks you're naive. By... <laughs> How yeah. old is he?
1: I'm I'm 28.
7: <coughs> well, then you're a hell of a lot younger than I am. So, <laughs> at any rate, here's what I don't want. I don't want to pay four more people for freaking pension with all of these elites. I I would like to see pension reform. But uh, over and above that, this is a power grab. Here's what I want to see. I want to see all the people that ranted and raved, that's you, Roger, about Trump and the, the, the terrible thing that happened on January 6th, blah, blah, blah. We all know now. That election was stolen. What they did, they used the pandemic to get emergency powers so they could circumvent voting. And now, if you didn't believe it then, now what are they trying to do? They're trying to institutionalize it. All over the country, they don't give a rat's behind about the Constitution. The states are supposed to deal with that. Unfortunately, we live in a state. I am this close to changing my affiliation from independent to Republican because I don't know how much time I've got left, but I think that's going to be the only way that I can get anything done, if I can. But
1: at any rate, that's all I'm going to say. I'm, I, you know, I, I tend to go on and on. But No, we I've appreciate your call. In, very very, co- very, coherent. Your point was very
0: well clear and very well made. Thank you,
7: sir.
0: Bye. Bye. Goodbye. And she's gone, and we're here still on the Upfront program on WNRI. Roger and Chris doing the Thursday show. And um, you. we do have um, open lines finally for the first time. They've been... Occupied through the program. If you want to get through, you can call through. And if not, Roger and Chris certainly have plenty to say about plenty of topics.
1: Biden slapped sanctions. This is ranking news. Biden slapped sanctions on Russia in response to election interference and hacks. Um, There's probably been some issues with Russia doing that. But the biggest uh, election interference was China. With the, with the virus mm-hmm. you know, without that virus um, Trump would have gotten in probably with 63% of the vote um, that's the biggest interference and no one seems to be talking about that is, is um, Biden going to be tough enough to take on China obviously I don't think so we're talking about the uh, accords of environment for the Paris Accord and there's been no issue of getting China to the table they continue to steal our technology there's really no pushback. Governor Gina Raimondo, as Commerce Secretary nominee, did not address uh, Wahoo as far as uh, stopping them from having access to our technology. And so you, you're really, you're picking on the wrong guy. You know, some, somebody uh, somebody hit you with a with a hockey stick and you went after the wrong player. They're, they're absolutely, China's the biggest issue right now. And that doesn't say Russia isn't a problem, but China's a hell of a lot more scary in terms of uh, what they're trying to do, and it's been relentless.
0: In terms of foreign policy, uh, the Biden administration, uh, i maybe it's, maybe it's just too early to have a foreign policy direction that we all can uh, say, well, this is where he's going. Right now, as, as you mentioned on China, I don't know where the United States stands on China. Maybe uh, we... Uh, Welcome, um, welcome all the... Uh, I was just going by the Family Dollar on Diamond Hill Road, and they're, they're stocking that store. And the boxes were outside of the merchandise. Um, and uh, where do you think uh, that merchandise was made <laughs> that uh, is, they're going to be selling in that store? Um, we are importing so much Chinese stuff. Do we export much to them? um, um I'd Ooh. love to see some. Is there anything made
1: in the USA in China? Oh, oh there is. As, oh. Ma- as a matter of fact, the two most popular automobiles in China are Buick and Cadillac. Mm-hmm. Um, so we still, yeah, oh, absolutely. Oh. So we export a lot to China, but there's still a, a, a deficit. And try to simplify it is there's a there's a there's a extremely large deficit where we don't import export as much to them as they import to us and therefore they have excess US dollars, so what do they do? They buy US Treasuries with them and little by little they starting to own us. The thing about Trump and you talk about policies, you know he wasn't in politics, he didn't run for mayor of New York or governor, he went right for presidency but he was very public for 40 years about how he stood about China. He was a business person who did business with China and recognized the issues and I've talked about this I love golf, I've You know, don't own Cleveland golf equipment. But years ago, they decided that they were going to have their manufacturing. They moved it from Mexico to China. And the knockoffs of their products were on the market before they actually were producing their Cleveland golf clubs. So knockoffs were on the market already. And that goes on and on and on. In order to have access to China, you have to share your technology with them. And that's BS.
0: Here's a quick question. Uh, You don't have much time to answer it, so I'll try to ask. Quickly say it, Uh, Johnson & Johnson, this blood clotting issue, are they a publicly traded company, and how is it affecting them, and also, is it any benefit... uh uh, to the other companies that make the vaccine.
1: Oh, yes. Johnson Johnson is a huge company. They're actually in the Dow 30. They were down, I think the stock's $152. I think it was down $3.50. Because if you see past this, and I don't want to minimize human life, but when two people pass away of something that's been taken for millions, if you juxtapose that to other technologies and other uh, vaccines we never would have a vaccine it's an unfortunate thing that happened and i think they'll probably correct it and it's in no way going to dramatically impact the company in my personal opinion and will it temporarily help the other two it, it did
0: uh, will it be a long-term issue i, I doubt it thank you tim <clears throat> tim for your question and thank you for your answer Mr. Chris Boule, we'll see you next time, all right? You bet. Bye-bye. Good day from Upfront. Bye-bye, everybody. This has been WNRI's Upfront, presented weekday mornings at 8 a.m. Upfront is a regular public
1: affairs presentation of News Talk 1380, WNRI Socket.